following is a paid program from Innovative Financial Solutions. This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Allspa. Brock and his team form your retirement offensive line from Innovative Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Brock provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans perfectly executed. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock Allspa. Welcome into the Retirement Playbook with Brock Elspaw, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and we're here with you every Saturday, bringing you great information to help you and your family in your retirement. If you need help, give us a call. We're here. We're here to help. And I'm always joined by our co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Hello, Tony. Oh, Brock, great to be here with you today. I'm excited about the show. Uh, we were having some fun before the show. In fact, let me take my little remote here and uh, turn up the music. Okay. We're listening. <laughs> we're listening to a little Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of Stevie Ray, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, listen, I am all really right. excited about today's show here, Tony. And, yep. and it's going to be helpful for a lot of people thinking about retirement in different ways. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Different phases Excellent. and maybe think about it a little bit differently because things always change. They're evolving. Uh, sure. And so we need to be on top of this and we're going to talk about that today. But before we do, I need you folks to go to my website. It's theinnovativeteam.com, theinnovativeteam.com. You can check out past shows. You can download specific shows uh, on there and, and listen to topics that are important to you and your family, you can order my book. It's called The Last Paycheck, How to Build Sustainable Retirement Income and Keep Those Paychecks Coming In. That's what everybody wants to do. We can help you do it. Uh, and so there's some great information on our website, theinnovativeteam.com. Uh, you can learn about Roth conversions. That's still a big topic right now. Uh, learning how to maximize your Roth contributions and your employer retirement plan. All kinds of great topics. But if you need to take that a step further, you're like, okay, I've got some great information, but I want to take it a step further and get a customized plan. You can do that. Just give us a call here at Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. 573-332-7855. All right, Tony, you ready to get started with today's show? I am ready. Re retirement in phases. I didn't know there were different phases to retirement, Brock. I think it's going to be a good one. It's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where we always think of retirement as the day the paycheck stops and the day you stop going to work and you just quit cold turkey and you start doing things that you want to do. Maybe you're traveling and maybe you're doing some other things that you like to do. I would encourage you to think about retirement in ways, not just financially, but what are you going to do? So what's going to keep you attached? What's going to keep you emotionally involved? Uh, in the world, what's going to uh, motivate you to do some things that you haven't done before and get you out of your comfort zone sometimes is always also a good thing. Um, but but uh, what I want to do today is talk more about phases. And, and this has become a very popular way to kind of ease into retirement versus just co quitting cold turkey 
and and doing something uh, you know different. So <clears throat> today I'm gonna go. I'm gonna reference an article here, a Kiplinger article, titled "The Four Phases of Retirement," because it does a very good job, Tony, breaking down these four phases philosophy. And uh, it, I think you, a lot of people are going to be intrigued by this. You know, now if you're already retired, you know you can still get some good information here. But but Tony, here's the first phase. As you might imagine, it's the pre-retirement phase. So this phase kicks off roughly a decade before you punch the time clock for the final time. Uh, and working, you know, with a financial services professional. You know, they generally urge you to begin saving for retirement as soon as uh, you get your face first paycheck, no doubt. Uh, sure. That money will typically be set aside and be left alone to hopefully grow. However, Tony, once you roll into your 50s and your pre-retirement clock begins, it's time to actively start mapping out your preferred retirement in ways that not, again, just uh, looking at, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to go to part-time what what savings model do you have to create the amount of income that you need to maintain your lifestyle? Right. Uh, what, so basically, uh, your 50th birthday, which, uh, to be honest, I've already passed, that opens the door <laughs> barely, to those pre-retirement. <laughs> yep, <laughs> the, that opens the door to that pre-retirement phase you're talking about. So what are some of the things we need to be doing in this phase? So, so I think the best first step uh, that you can take in pre-retirement phase is to simply define what your goals are and what you want your post-work lifestyle to be. If you have a spouse or a partner, make sure you sit down and talk about it. Get your goals. Write them down. There's nothing more powerful, Tony, than writing your goals down because if you don't write it down, it's not set in concrete. It's not something it's, that seems as real, I guess you could say. And, and I recognize that setting goals can seem a little simplistic, uh, but sometimes it's the simplest things that we overlook, the much more potential detriment. What I mean by that is, is by not setting goals and by not, in my opinion, writing them down, it's, it's, it's very unlikely to happen. Okay, In other words, it, it's to me... Having goals is great, but how do you reach those goals? It's the process as to how you reach those goals. What are you doing? So in, from your financial life, how do you know how much to save, right? How, much, mm. how do you know how much to put in your 401k? Are we factoring in inflation, for example, Tony, right? I mean, inflation is at an all-time, well, not all-time, excuse me. It's at very high right now. Okay? Yeah. Um, it's the know, highest it's been since the 80s. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so if you're not factoring in inflation into your future goals, in other words, we're still talking about the pre-retirement phase and doing some some goal planning here, mm -hmm. you're not going to have a successful retirement income plan. It's just, I, I don't know how else to say it. You've got to factor in some form of inflation. Now, I will tell you, Tony, we have been uh, in the past really pretty um, uh, we, low I mean, I'm just going to say it. We would project maybe a one or two percent inflation factor when I know. it comes to the income, and yeah. the reason is there's a couple reasons for that, Tony. One is that what we have found in the 15, 20 years that we've been doing this is that people adjust their lifestyle. Okay, sure. what I mean by that is things go up in price like they are right now, 
okay, a, a piece of plywood is $100. Well, you're probably not going to do that home improvement project right now, okay, right. because of yeah. that. And so my, yeah. that's my point is, is that you, you end up adapting your lifestyle a little bit and, and, and what they call pivoting, that's been the popular word the last couple of years, uh, away from things that are cost so much money and the things that maybe cost a little bit less. Yeah. Um, but the important thing is, is to definitely factor in inflation when you're talking about doing some planning. What do you want to do in life? How much is all that going to cost? If you want to visit your grandkids once a month, well, guess what? That costs money. And so yeah. we've got it. That's the reason why I want people to write down their goals, because if you do that, then we can help you then devise an income plan to reach those goals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact that uh, one th a recent survey, you know, said one third of Americans say they have no idea how much money they need to sock away to uh, have a comfortable retirement. And that's an alarming number. I mean, uh, getting ready for retirement without knowing how much you need to save would seem impossible to me. And it just means you have to be working with a financial services professional like yourself. Tony, it's too... It, it, it's Saturday, okay? We, <laughs> you're killing me here right now. One-third of Americans have no idea how to much. But, you know, honestly, that doesn't really surprise me based on some of the other statistics I've seen before. But sure, holy cow, you know, we've got to do a better job, and we can. Yeah. And the resources are out there. I will say that there are obviously folks like me exist to help you do this kinds of things. But there's a lot of tools out there available, too, online and, and, and such that you can use. I guess really what I'm trying to say, Tony, is there's no excuse not to have 100% of Americans knowing exactly how much they need to sock, stock, excuse me, sock away for the retirement. Right. Um, okay, so obviously, like I said, that is, uh, that's alarming, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, okay, and while saving, by the way, is clearly very important, we all know we need to save money, but saving alone isn't enough to graduate you from the pre-retirement phase. Your strategy should also include a way to create income after you're retired. So I get the question a lot, Tony. Well, how much do I need to retire? A million dollars? 750000 $2 million, $3 million. How much do I need, Brock? And the answer is, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it depends is the it, answer, right? Exactly. It depends yeah. on your income needs. Now, sure. What we do is we work backwards from that. One of the most important questions I can ask you while we're doing the, the uh, investigative phase of working together is how much money does it take for you to maintain your lifestyle? Okay. Now, did I say how much money are you spending? No. I said how much money does it take to maintain your lifestyle? Those are two very different things. And yeah, the great are. thing about that, Tony, is that it, it, it's really an eye-opening process for a lot of people. Because they go through and, you know, we have them look at their bank account statements and, and see what's actually going on. And if you do that um, and you, you have an honest <laughs> look at everything that you're spending, some people go, wow, I had no idea how much I was spending every month. I had no idea it was that high. That's really the most common answer. And phase two of that, I would say, is, okay, well, let's, let's cut out things that we really don't need to maintain our, 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 really our desired lifestyle. So let's get to the real number, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And, and once we get to that number, now we can say, okay, if it takes that much 
to maintain your lifestyle. Let's back into it. Now, this is how much we need from uh, you know, a lump sum perspective to, to maintain that lifestyle. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Well, and you got to, you know, obviously you want to maximize your social security. You want to maximize your pensions and your annuities and whatever else you might have. So all of those things work together to create the most reliable lifetime income plan. And, um, so, so it's one of those things where you go, Hey, I'm not working anymore. I need to make sure that I, you know, I can maintain my lifestyle. Uh, but I also need to make sure that I'm not overspending and overbuying, uh, things like, you know, if we have a lake house or if we want, you know, whatever it is, uh, you've got to make sure that you keep that within that budget. No doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to stay within a budget and uh, saving is important. So that's phase one. What's phase two? So phase two is the early years of retirement. Ah, uh, yeah. I just had a meeting this week and I said, Hey, how's it going? He's been retired for a couple of years. He said, it's great. It is absolutely great. I love it. Um, and he said, but I will tell you, Brock, the first three to four months of retirement were tough. I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, it was in the winter and I couldn't spend time outside. He likes to, you know, mess around on his farm and you know, do all the things outside. He goes, but it was wintertime and it was cold. And I didn't know what to do. And I was quite bored. And, and really I was wondering if I made the right decision. And then spring came around and here we go. He's outside and enjoying life and, and he's learned to adapt to that. And, and Tony, that's really important that people have a plan as to what they're going to be doing in retirement, uh, especially in the, you know, like I said, the winter months, if you like to be outside. So it's a great example of what you need to think about in this early years of your retirement. Uh, for a lot of folks, this phase tends to be the most expensive because your health and energy are both likely to be pretty good and you're excited about doing things that you always wanted to do, which you know you can travel more at this point because you have more time. Uh, and when you combine that with your general excitement at finally being retired, <laughs> well, that yeah. probably means a lot of you know travel and adventures and quite honestly, more money, you right. know? Um, and if you aren't careful, that pot saved, uh, for that money that you've always, you know, worked so hard for to save, it can dwindle fast. There's no doubt about it. Uh, so it, the point is the early years of retirement, what we have found is the time that people are going to spend the most money. And, and, you know, after the first few years of doing that kind of settles down and, 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 uh, smooths out from there, I guess you could say. Wow. Well, yeah, and, and so phase two is obviously important. And in those early years of retirement, you've probably got your health and the energy and the money uh, to do the things you want, but yet you don't want to go overboard when you first hit retirement. Uh, that makes perfect sense to me. Yes, and and here's the deal, Tony. So because of that, because you want you know want to do more things in those first or you know few years of retirement. Um, a lot of my clients find real satisfaction in taking a, a part-time job, you know, after they retire. Right. So they still can go do the travel and all the things, but that part-time job is there to do a couple things. One, provide them with some extra money to do those things. And two, again, finding that sense of, um, you know, uh, uh, knowing that you're, uh, you're still contributing, right. Um, and feeling attached to some other, if you like to be around people, for example, um, it, it's a good feeling to still kind of have that attachment, you know, at least for a few hours a week anyway. 
Um, now, some people say working in retirement isn't really retirement. Uh, but I will tell you guys, it, you know, if you've worked 40 years for 40 plus hours a week, that's a lot of time to fill after you retire. Um, and again, some people just can't find uh, 40 hours worth of things to do on top of, you know, trying to do the things they want to do uh, on their time off. Uh, and again, that's where a part time job can come in handy. A um, little extra money and find a sense of purpose really is what, what I'm referring to there. So consider that in the first few years of retirement. Maybe that's something you should look at and, and again, help you uh, have a little extra money to do the things you want to do when you're not working. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important. That's a big part of it. And, you know, you've talked about this on previous shows, working part-time early in retirement can also help people, uh, you know, maybe delay filing for social security which is going to mean a larger monthly check once you do file. So there's some strategies there, and you've talked about Social Security strategies before. So uh, I think that's a a good thing to consider, too. Absolutely. You know, uh, it's not only the part-time job, but your other assets that you have, right? Maybe we need to use a little bit higher amounts of those other assets in the first few years to let that you know, seven, eight percent increase for those delayed retirement credits through Social Security continue to grow for you, and yeah. uh, so, so absolutely, Tony, you're exactly right. Uh, phase two is also a good time to really consider your current living arrangements. As the article notes, about forty percent of retirees move after they stop working. Is it time to downsize? A lot of people like to do that, and and, and the reason is is because it just feels like the house is just too empty, right? If you have too big of a house, um, or maybe you want to be closer to family, this is a good point in your retirement phase to consider some of these questions. Yeah. Agreed. Well, you know what? Uh, why don't we let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to set up a no charge consultation? Uh, there's no obligation and you'll sit down and come up with a plan and make sure these phases are covered. Yeah, absolutely. So give us a call here, folks. Innovative Financial Solutions, 573-332-7855. Give us a call. We can get you started today on that retirement income plan. And we can talk about these different phases of retirement. All right. Well, hey, we're going to jump right into the next segment because you've done a good job with the first two stages. Uh, What can you tell us about phase three? All right, Tony, you ready? Phase three uh, as middle retirement. Uh, which notes is often the least expensive phase. Mm. Phase three begins roughly in that 10 years into retirement at which you're likely uh, less, you know, traveling less and spending more time around the house. Uh, and that's why obviously it's the most, the, the least expensive phase. Uh, but be aware that this is also the phase when healthcare expenses begin to tick up as you require more medical appointments and treatment. Uh, Many folks in retirement in the third stage also find themselves with medical expenses like equipment and medically necessary upgrades to their homes. So, yeah, you spend less on things that uh, are more discretionary, but you you also spend a little bit more money on these medical things that are are quite necessary. So uh, that's the third phase of the four phases of retirement, Tony. Yeah, well, that's good. And I think, um, obviously, uh, people are slowing down a bit. Uh, they're probably going to spend a little less, like you say. Um, but uh, I think it's important to middle retirement. Some of those additional medical services and equipment 
can come with a lot of sticker shock as we get older, right? That's exactly right. You know, and many of my clients that I work with are surprised when I tell them everything Medicare doesn't cover. Yeah. So some of those things go. that we talked about, you know, you need to make sure that, that you have money set aside for these kinds of things. And typically people do. I, I really haven't found this to be a major issue uh, because, again, they're spending less in other parts of their life at this point. Well, yeah, that's true. And, and I think that's that's important. What's another thing that we need to know about, though, in phase three? Yeah, so building a legacy that you can leave behind for your loved yep. ones is also a significant part of phase three, Tony. Uh, if you wrote a will when you and your uh, kids were younger, the middle years of retirement may be a good time to revisit that, okay? And make sure that you have your wills and your trust and, and uh, all of these, your power of attorneys. Uh, make sure you've got your beneficiary deeds on your homes, uh, your, your beneficiary designations on all of your accounts. This is a great time to make sure you've got all of that taken care of, okay? Because a lot of things have changed probably between yeah. the last time you looked at it and now. Well, that's great. Now, moving on, what can you tell us about stage four? Okay, Tony. So the, the phase four of your retirement is in your later years, obviously. And during this stage, it's very possible that health care will be your most significant expense. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, this is, you know, probably what most people would expect. The article yep. references a fidelity study that notes that the average 65-year-old couple can anticipate spending in the ballpark of $300,000 on health care during the course of their retirement. And in most cases, the bulk of those expenses will pop up in their later years, this phase four of retirement. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you've got to make sure that when, you know, obviously by now in this fourth phase, it's, it, it's too late to obtain it. But we're going back and, and discussing long-term care. You, you know, you need to take care of this in your 60s. So when you're in your 70s and 80s, you can actually, you know, use this uh, long-term care insurance to pay for some of, you know, if you had in-home health care, if you've got, uh, uh, you know, hospice, uh, nursing home, all of these things, a comprehensive long-term care insurance policy will take care of a lot of these expenses for you. Um, and so it's really, really important to go back to that phase one or two, well, probably two, to, to make sure you've got something in place to help yourself later on in life. Uh, it's been a great show, but we're almost out of time. Brock, can you believe it? It just flew it's, by. Time flies when you're having fun, Tony. Yes. There's no doubt about it. And, yeah, uh, and great information today, though. So tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you. I'm sure they have more questions, and I know you have a special offer for our listeners. Uh, you're willing to sit down and meet with them and get that plan started. Absolutely. So just give us a call here, 573-332-7855. We can just sit down, schedule time to sit down for a free consultation to talk about your situation. And uh, a lot of times I'll just tell you that you're doing everything right. But if not, I also give you some recommendations and, and go from there. So just give us a call and we'll help you get started today. All right. Thanks, Brock. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the Retirement Playbook with our host, Brock Allspot. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock Allspot at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspot and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.